rules are. Hi, Jamie. Hi. Okay, so this is Walkers and Talkers, episode 46, I think. Yep. Getting close to 50. Wow. I think we hit 50 before the season ends, so that's good. Do we have, like, a party or something? No. No? Oh, okay. I mean, we could. <laughs> when we get to episode 100, we'll have to kill Glenn. So that's what happened in the comics. We'll find someone in the office named Glenn. We're like on SNL with Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. My name's not Glenn. You know, Glenn in a general Glenn way. Yeah. So we'll have to just take a bat to somebody. I'm not Glenn, but you're, you know, Glenn in a Glenn way. You do have a Lucille. I do have a Lucille. Ooh. Uh-oh. By the way, if I do actually in someone named Glenn or who looks like Glenn or who's Glenn in a Glenn, general Glenn way, you're on. I don't have a bat. Do not use that as evidence. Do not. Okay, so I, I, a great episode. Oh, totally. And by the way, I'm David Brody from Elder Strand the Morning Show, and that's Jamie from Light of New York. Hello. Hello. Okay, so everybody's, before we even get to the episode, which is a good thing, a lot of our listeners were already like mid-episode. When's the podcast up? I know. Which is a good sign. I don't know if you noticed this, but hashtag The Walking Dead was number one trending, which it has not been in weeks. Yeah. And I feel like the show is kind of back now. People are talking about it. You know, they're tweeting. There's more energy behind it. Totally. And when I saw it tweeting, what, trending number one, I got excited. Like, yes, our show is back. <laughs> I think it's a good gauge. Because a lot of times you're like, nobody's tweeting. And Father Gabriel was trending. Wow. Just Father Gabriel. He's back. He, he oh, okay, we'll, we'll get to him, but he was awesome. So a lot of people were already asking, when's the podcast going to go up? I'm like, Monday, is it up yet? Okay, here's the thing. Monday was President's Day. Yeah. And so we didn't work. No. We have the kind of job that most of the time gives us off. And so we record on Tuesday, and then without getting too technical, I've touched on this before, the longer our podcast is recorded into what we call Pro Tools, which is the software we use, the longer it takes to convert to an MP3. Yes. Because the new version of Pro Tools, you just hit Command-Shift-K, boom, and it it transfers to MP3, and you post it. Ours bounces in real time. This is an old one, (laughs) because they're not buying us a new one. So... We have to bounce it in real time, which means if you guys want an hour-long podcast, it takes an hour for it to convert to an MP3. Yeah. So what we do is we finish up our work, we record the podcast, and then we bounce it. Well, you do editing first. Right. Well, we edit, if you know, like when Jamie messes up, I edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> Clean it up. <laughs> and that takes a while. And then we bounce it, and by that point, it's time for us to go home rather than sit and wait an hour, Yeah. hour and 10 minutes, and then have to upload it, which takes a while to upload. So we bounce it on Tuesday, if we do the, which we're doing today. We're recording it on Tuesday. And then we'll post it on Wednesday, hopefully. Yes. We had a problem last week. It was till Thursday. Oh, okay. The website wasn't letting us upload. Yes, that's true. So it wasn't us. We're hoping that when you hear this, it's Wednesday, and you're like, okay, it's Wednesday, but we love them, and it's fine. Okay, so let's get some business out of the way. Okay. I want to read a couple of uh, uh, my, my favorite uh, tweets to us at walkers underscore talkers. Okay. Shout out to... Lynn Smith, at Lynn Marie Davis with two S's on the end. She wrote, at Walkers underscore Talkers, I just reactivated my Twitter account just so I could tweet you guys. <gasps> Love your podcast. Oh. And then she writes, Brody's my favorite from the morning show. But that's not why I read it. I read it because she activated her account, which I thought was great. And then we got uh, Michelle Ryan, at Shell Rye. She said, the betrayal has got to be Tara with Oceanside. They teased it at the end. That's her theory. I wrote her back, and we'll, we'll cover that. Okay. Okay. And then Curtis Hollowell, uh, at Hollywood XOXO, because his name is Hollowell. Uh, Walkers underscore talkers. When Rick is battling Gladiator Zombie, there's a camera shot on his right hand being pierced. Remember mm-hmm. the spike went yeah. through it? Ow. Shout out to the comics, question mark. Now, what Curtis is referring to is the fact that we've talked about this before. In the comics, the governor cut Rick's right I hand off. I thought about that. And thank you. And so they keep threatening. Remember the episode he was running back to Alexandria when he was in the camper? Yes. And he his put hand his hand on the stuck. machete. Yes. And he cut his hand. Everyone's like, oh, he's going to get infected. He got to cut his hand off. Yeah. I nope. thought for, I'm like, this is it. This is it. It's going. Right. The governor, <laughs> no. D- defusing the bombs last week? No. no. Negan with the axe? No. Right. Negan was going to cut it. Like, everyone was like, oh, right hand man. Yeah. Give me the axe. You're like, no. right hand man. He's going to take his right hand off. Didn't do it. Either he did. And uh, Winslow is his name. Yes. Yes, Winslow, the armored... Uh, is the armored uh, walker. Okay, I also want to talk about Winslow because when I saw that... I should have said this on the podcast last week because now you're all going to call bullshit on me. <laughs> oh, no. But I'm a big Star Wars fan and I want to make a reference to Star Wars. And I thought Star Wars the whole time 
And then on the Talking yes. Dead. Yeah, okay. So Chris Hardwick got mad at Andy. All right, well, let's debate that at the end. <laughs> okay. Because I think Andy was right, technically. Technically. And, and Andrew Lincoln's never wrong. <laughs> so overall, a great episode. All right, so the episode, uh, episode 10, New Best Friends, starts off at the kingdom. You said you liked the episode. Yes. What do you give it on scale 1 to 10? Mm, like a 8. All right. I give it like an 8.6. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. So it's the scene. We start off with the scene we've seen in the trailer a bunch of times. The guys, the saviors are coming for the pickup at the kingdom. The kingdom guys are waiting. This is where they met up the last time to give them the, the bad pigs. Yeah, the, the pigs filled with uh, rot. And the Bow Bice looking guy with the long scraggly <laughs> hair from Creepshow, he started with Richard the last time and punched him in the face and he had to accept getting punched because you can't fight back against the saviors. Yes. Okay. We talked about this scene as well where Gavin says the shipment is light and Ezekiel says, check it again, Gavin. Very kind of empowered. And Gavin says... Um, you know, I, I checked it again. Yeah, it looks good. And I told you last week that a real ball buster would have been like taking a watermelon, throw it to the ground and go, fuck you, now it's light. And break the watermelon. <laughs> now there's only nine yeah. watermelons. But he didn't. He's like, yeah, okay, yeah, it's light. <laughs> Everything's going smoothly and we knew something was going to go wrong. So Bo Bice pulls some shit. Bo Bice. <laughs> Shout out Bo Bice. <laughs> I forget he, his name. He, uh, well, we know his name now. We do and I, now I forget it. So they they met because I kept writing um, on my um, I wrote shit I called him <laughs> shit on my notes I said shit takes the stick shit go, but now I know his name and we'll get to that in a okay. second because okay so then I'm gonna call him shit for now okay so shit says to uh, Richard I want your gun give me your gun and he says you know bad boys shouldn't have guns no guns for bad boys and Richard says you hit me first, first. prick yep. Which reminded me a little bit of Abraham, like not taking any crap from him. They all they all draw their guns, and Gavin says, "Where do we go from here?" Meaning, what do we do next? And Richard says, "Yeah, King, what do we do next?" Meaning, what do we do in our fight against the, the saviors? Because you didn't want to fight them; you thought this is all going to be smooth. But Ezekiel tells him to drop the gun, Richard, and he has to drop the gun. He gives the gun to shit. Bobice. Bobice. And rather than just hand him the gun, he totally Abrahams him and says, suck on it, you little shit. <laughs> Which is where I got the name shit from. Shit, yeah. Now that's right up there with suck my nuts. Suck my nuts, yeah. Like Richard is not gonna, even if he's going down, he's going down fighting. Yep. And that's when shit goes to hit Richard with the gun. Morgan blocks the gun, knocks it out of shit's hand. Hurts the shit. <laughs> shit grabs the stick, becomes the oh shit stick. Oh my god, that made me so angry. That's like taking away Daryl's crossbow. He then hits Richard with the stick, hits Morgan with the stick, then Ben takes the stick and flips shit over on the ground. <laughs> that was great. Go Ben. Which I didn't realize it was Ben initially because it all happened so fast. I had to go back and watch it. It was a very it. fast scene. So Ezekiel tells Rich, tells Gavin, "All right, you know what? Stand down, everybody." Uh. Gavin's like, what are we going to do? And Ezekiel says, I'm not going to bring Richard to the meetings anymore. I just won't bring Richard. He's obviously a problem, and he, he needs to act better. And Gavin says, you will bring him, but if it becomes a problem, Richard's first in the lineup. I know it's not your fault, meaning he knows that shit is a dick. <laughs> but things may need to get visceral. Oh, God. oh so, yeah, he did say that. So basically what he's saying is, I know my guy's an ass, and I know it's not Richard's fault, but we still have to make an example of him. Yeah. Well, that's just, that's just bad. Yeah. I don't like that at all. I do not like that at all. So that's when Gavin says to shit, <laughs> he says, he tells Jared to get up. Oh. His name is Jared. Jared. Right. Like the Subway sandwich yeah. guy. Mm -hmm. Eat fresh. Right. <laughs> so Morgan says to him as they're leaving. Oh my God. Morgan, can I have my stick back, please? Can I have my stick back? Please. He said, please. And that makes Jared more upset. And he's like, oh, let me hit him. Let me get this yeah, guy. And then he kept it. And Gavin, Gavin's like, oh, I don't need this headache. <laughs> so Gavin doesn't say give the stick back. He just kind of like tells him to stand down, read the room. Yeah. Read the room. I'm not sure the guy can read, so reading the room may be a problem. <laughs> um, but he, he asks for permission to hit Morgan, and Garen tells him just, you know, read the room, stop it. And Jared leaves with Morgan's stick. This is like taking Rick's gun. It's bad. It's bad. All right. I didn't like that. I was very upset. I was upset as well. Very. 
He's like, somebody died who gave me that stick. You're trying to appeal to a savior? The guy's an idiot. If you didn't say anything, he would have dropped the stick. Probably. So we end up at the kingdom. Right after that happens, they drive back to the kingdom. And Ben is very excited with himself. Did you see? Did you see how good I was with the stick? That's not the focus of the scene, Ben. Poor Morgan lost his stick. I know. Uh. Richard's next to get to get Lucille in the next lineup. <laughs> You're like, didn't I do well with the stick? <laughs> and Ezekiel tells Ben, listen, think before you fight. Yeah. Although we didn't talk about the one thing that's great that was from the trailer, which we talked about, but it ha- we got to watch it again. When they first, the saviors first pull up and they're staring at each other and Jerry says, now? Uh, yes, Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> he has no tolerance for Jerry. <laughs> the reason I bring that up is Ezekiel walks away and Jerry walks up to Ben and he goes, and he says, um, uh, great job with the stick. You know, like something to that effect. And, and, and Ezekiel yells, Jerry! <laughs> it's like Jerry's just this lovable mush. I love it. Who we found out on Talking Dead is a Samoan Jew. Yes, he is. And he's like a Which is an unusual combination. Swords and axes. Yes, he's been trained in, in the use of weapons since he's three. God. He doesn't look stealthy, but apparently he is. Uh, but yeah, he doesn't, but apparently he is. So Daryl says to Morgan, where are you guys coming from? Did you go to see them? Is that part of the deal? And then says to Morgan, what happened to you? He says, oh, it's nothing. And he says, if Carol were here, if she saw what they did to you, they knew about Abraham, and, if she knew about Abraham and Glenn, she'd be leading us right at them. And Morgan says she would. That's why she left, which which is a foreshadowing for later when Daryl finally meets up with Carol. Yeah, it was a, it was a moment. I well, cried. I I know. Oh, I wanted to ask you if you cried. I, right. I always I cry like every. Okay, episode. now this scene I know you cried. The next scene is Richard and Daryl, and Richard's practicing firing a bow and arrow because he realizes he's not gonna have a gun for a while. Yeah. Although why can't he have a gun when he's in the kingdom? Don't they have an extra gun for Richard? They have a lot of extra guns. So why why can't like, he Like, have... don't bring a gun to the meeting, but have he, a gun. Yeah, my God. Since when does Richard obey? Well, he, he has a gun later. He has a machine gun. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he has an assault weapon. It's not a machine gun. I'm sorry. Okay. So Richard gives Daryl a crossbow. Oh, man. That was, he's like, I hear you're a bowman. And he's like, why? He goes, I, I hear you're a bowman, and we we want the same things. I need your help. And then Daryl picks up the crossbow. Oh, man. And he aims it right at the cameraman. Oh. How great was that? It was pretty hot. Did you shake? Did you quiver? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> By the way, when I say quiver, that's a bow joke. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so then then the credits roll on the show. Very exciting. Theme music, the whole thing. Richard and Daryl are now walking, and there's a voiceover. It was kind of weird. Yeah, you know what? I thought from him, like, what is that? That's weird. They've never done that. I think they wanted to say that, but didn't put it in the scene, so yeah. they went back and voiced it over. It was kind of strange. It was, it was weird. Yeah, if you agree that that was weird, tweet us at walkers yeah. underscore talkers. So they go back to the camper where Richard has the weapons and the Molotov cocktail ingredients. And they load up some of the bottles with flammable, I guess, gasoline. And uh, that was, by the way, me saying flammable, comma, gasoline. Yeah. I know gasoline's flammable. So, yeah. okay. <laughs> and they head out on the road with these with these assault rifles and, and uh, you know, high-powered guns. Like, they're, they're going to war. I liked it. I thought Richard and Daryl, good team. I thought that. Now, I thought that, too. And then I was like, oh, okay. So they go behind a truck, which, according to Chris Hardwick, was the truck from Smokey and the, the Bandit. Bandits. From 1977. Yeah, a great show from this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris- he drove a, if I remember correctly, he drove a, a, a Firebird, Pontiac Firebird, um, Burt Reynolds. And um, it had the Firebird on the hood and the T-top. Oh, classical. I wonder classical. what made them use that truck. Like, why that truck? Maybe it was a truck, and they were like, oh, let's put that logo on the side. Maybe it was just side. available. I don't think they had the actual truck. I think they just painted that painting oh, on they t- I thought I read that it, or it was on no, Talking Dead that it was the actual truck. I, they said it was the smoking. I think it was just the paint. Oh, maybe that was it. I think they got the truck from the 70s and put it out. I was like, wow, it, that's pretty intense. And they brought it to Atlanta. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I'm going to edit that out, Jamie. <laughs> wink, wink. Tweet us if you know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so the plan was to ambush the saviors as they drove by and shoot them and blow them up and make it look like a massacre for the purpose of getting Ezekiel motivated to go to war. So far, Daryl's on board. But then Richard goes too far and Mm. talks about how he planted a trail of weapons back to some broad's house, some person's house, uh, a a loner that Ezekiel cares about. They'll show up, the saviors, find the guns, find that person, kill them. Yeah. And then he slips in that it's a woman. And Daryl's like, what's her name? And he's going on, and they'll kill her. He'll be upset. 
We'll have to go to war. This will be great. And Dale's like, what's her what's name? What's her name? So anyway, we're going to jump them. What's her damn name? And he still kept going on, and he finally goes, Carol. And I'm like, oh, I thought he was going to start singing uh, Destiny's God. Child, Say My oh. Name. Say your name. Say your name. Anyway. <laughs> so he says, Carol. And then Daryl says, you leave her alone. And Richard's like, I didn't know if you knew her or not. I didn't think you'd care. Has no idea what the relationship is. No. Because now Daryl's like, Carol? Zoinks! Carol! You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's like, we're not doing that. I'm going to go protect her. You're not going to yeah. leave a trail. Now, here's the thing. They still could have jumped the saviors. They just wouldn't have had a reason for the for Ezekiel to get involved in a war. Yeah. Unless they figured they're close to the kingdom, maybe the kingdom did it. They needed a reason for Ezekiel to get upset. Yeah. And, and Carol and, certainly would have been that reason. And he's like, she's badass. She'll be fine. Whatever. He's like, she might die. She might not. She's going to die anyway living on her own. Oh, really? God. In a cabin with a fireplace and all the food she could want? I know. By the way, they mentioned on Talking Dead that the flower patterns in the house, there were pictures of flowers. The couch has flowers. It was sort of a shout out to the fact that Carol used to wear flowered cardigans. And Lizzie, look at the flowers. I was just going to say, look at the flowers, Lizzie, too. So there's a there's a flower theme running through Carol's life on the show. Anyway, he's like, I oh, know I'm going to attack them anyway. And Daryl jumps Richard. Oh, man. So he beat the crap out of him. And then Richard punches him, hits him with, with a gun or whatever. And they get up and they're they're facing each other with a crossbow and a gun. Now, neither one's going to shoot each other. But if you were, the guy with the, the high-powered weapon is going to win. Yeah. But luckily, they, they're like, listen... They're, they're talking, you know, we need to do this. We need to save lives. And Daryl's not having anything. He's not doing it. Nothing is going to matter as far as sacrificing Carol. Now, in the trailer for the second half of the season, we saw Daryl beating somebody up. Yep. Right? But I have to go back and watch the scene because when he beat Richard up, it was Daryl's point of view punching Richard on the ground. Yes. You saw him blooding Richard's face. Yeah. In the trailer... It's somebody looking up at Daryl getting punched, and it looked like there was a white truck or a white bridge behind him. Could be. Maybe Daryl's going to beat the crap out of someone else. So so is it not the same scene, or is the scene in the trailer an edit that got cut out? Uh, could be an edit or just a different camera angle to throw us off. Because people thought, I know a lot of the, uh, the websites that we follow on YouTube, a lot of the, the bloggers, people said they thought it was Richard that he was beating up. Really? Yeah, they, they thought, for whatever reason, it was Richard. It looked like Richard, his hair, whatever. Oh. Because Dwight had long hair, and the person getting beat up from the split second, the head popped into the scene. It didn't look like it was yeah. it was Dwight. So, I don't know if that's the same scene, but anyway, he, he beats up Richard. We were kind of hoping they would team up, but they're slightly different people. Yes. Because he says, you're like me, and Daryl, what he always says is, I'm nothing like you. Which he later says to, like, he's like, you don't know me, and not like that. Which he later says to Morgan when Morgan's like, I know you. He's like, you don't know it. You don't he's know like, you anything. don't know shit about me. He's like a Jerry Springer, like the guest on, you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. Anyway, Daryl leaves. Again, he walks off by himself for the first time this episode when he's a wanted man. He, oh, yeah. The saviors are hunt, hunting him so right why, now. So why are you walking off by yourself? I didn't think that was the smartest idea. Okay. So now we see the extended scene that came out on Friday from the junkyard where mm. the... We were calling them the Garbage Pail Kids. We now know their name. The Scavengers. The Scavengers. Okay, so for those of you that read the comics, there was a group in the comics called the Scavengers, but not this group. Hmm. The group in the, in the comic books called the Scavengers, follow along, was replaced on the TV show by the Wolves. Okay, so the Wolves were called the Scavengers in the comics? It was a different group led by a guy named Derek, and they scavenged for food and whatever. And they rode around in a van. They didn't really have a home. And they came to the gates of Alexandria in the comic. Mm. I don't want to give too much away. But Derek is the one in the comics that says, little pig, little pig, let me in. What Negan said on the TV show. Yes. Derek says it. Okay. And it doesn't end well for them. But in the comics, it happens around the same time the wolves attacked Alexandria before No Way Out. So they use the name Scavengers again, but it's not the same group. Interesting. So in case you guys go on the uh, Walking Dead wiki, you will now see there's two scavenger groups, but they're unrelated. Junkyard, not in the comics, even though they're called the scavengers. Yes. All right. All caught up. (laughs) So we see the Garbage Pail Kids walk into the arena, I guess, if you want to call it, the big circle opening, and our survivors are in the mix. They're in the middle, and we'll call them the scavengers now. The scavengers surround them in a formation. It was kind of crazy, that aerial view, how they were like, 
like bees. That... Yeah, like like come like coming out of their cave and just circling them like vultures. Yeah, there and was de- a definite formation to their strategy, the way they circled them. That's when the female leader of the junkyard, who we find out her name is Jadis. Yep. She walks over. She's like, "Who's the? Are you a communal, or do you have a leader? Meaning, are you all just equals?" And they're like, "He's the leader." And he says, "Hi, I'm Rick," which reminded me of, "Hi, I'm Negan." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm Rick. As if that was she's like, "Oh, Rick, yeah, I've heard yeah, all about oh, you. Hey. I love the show. <laughs> love the show." Anyway, she's she says to him, which we saw in the trailer, "We own your lives. Want to buy them back?" Yeah. With the weirdest accent. What accent? I know she's a Brit in real life, but what well, accent? Well, she's Scottish was that? in real life. Oh, she, she sounded more British. Which, by the by the way, United Kingdom includes northern, no, it includes Scotland. Okay. So she's part of the, the empire. Okay. But not br- not English. Okay. So she, I, but as far as the accent on the show, I can't. It's, it's weird. Odd. It's odd. But somebody, somebody, uh, we got a tweet. Oh. I got a tweet. Look I at wanna, that. We, oh, not just now. Oh. <laughs> uh, the tweet was. From Michelle Ryan, she's a Shell Rye. She said, I wonder if the way Jada speaks is an, is an act like King Ezekiel. Hmm. I don't think so because she said, we've been here since the change. That's true. They've always been there. So she wouldn't be like Jadis all of a sudden. And then she, why are you talking funny? Like when Madonna had a British accent for a while. Or Lizzie Lohan had that weird accent. Right. <laughs> like Jadis, you're, you're the girl from the playground. What are you <laughs> So I don't think she's putting it on. I just think she grew up. I mean, she's always been weird. Yeah. And where's she getting the uh, the ombre from? How's she doing her hair that way? Oh, I uh, do. Can I tell you? Yeah, go ahead. Well, they said, and um, she actually, her name is uh, Pollyanna McIntosh. McIntosh. And she said that all the because uh, they addressed um, that they were black in their hair, and she said they would because they're in the junkyard and they're around cars and stuff. They would take the grease from the exhaust pipes and they would all rub it in their hair to keep it back. Where did she say that? On The Talking Dead. Oh, I must have. Uh, must yeah, because she them. said they would keep their hair, like all of them kind of a slick back kind right, of. Right, right, right. And she said they would take like the grease from the cars. Nice. I missed that part. So all that's right. her ombres because the top's black. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so she says, We own your lives, want to buy them back. And Rick says, You know, I want to see Gabriel first. So the mystery of Gabriel is revealed later. He explains everything. We'll get to that. We know he's not a betrayer. Rick sees Gabriel. He doesn't have his shirt on. He's got like a wife beater on. It's a little worse for wear. And uh, they're clearly holding him hostage. That's when we knew, okay, he didn't leave with them. He's not a traitor. Not the betrayal. Although I have two more betrayal theories. Promise we'll get to that. Okay. He nods at Father Gabriel like, all right, okay. All right. He's alive. He's alive. But he nods at him. That nod comes back big later. So Rick ta- tells her about the saviors and says, they're going to come looking for you. If, you. if you do anything to us, you're taking something from them. Yep. And either they kill you or they own you. Join us in fighting them. And there's sort of a pause. Now, did you think for a second, out of nowhere, this guy, they don't know who he is. He says, join us. He's put nothing on the table. What did you think her reaction was going to be? I thought, I I didn't know what was going to happen because it was just nothing. They have no idea. They know nothing about each other. Right. So she responds, no. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, no way. (laughs) And so she sort of signals, she does like hand signals. She sort of makes it like, you're not going to pay us. We're going we're gonna to F you up. And they start moving towards the survivors. Yeah. And one guy particularly starts walking towards Rick. Apparently they don't watch the show because the, say, the survivors will kick anybody's ass. Yes. So Rick beats up somebody and Tara's wrestling. They were with attacking so- Rosita from behind. They're all winning, but then they're outnumbered. Yeah, yeah. And Father Gabriel does something very unfather Gabriel-ish. Oh, man, he grabs Tamio. He grabs Tamio and puts a knife. We find out, by the way, later. She's Boots. She's Boots. She's Boots. She's boots. boots is revealed. She's also, I believe, who kidnapped him, and we'll get to that. Yeah. He puts a knife to her and says, I'll kill her. You know, cut it out, drop it, stop. So she's like, move away from Tamio. And he's like, <laughs> I will not. <laughs> and then, this is where Gabriel really was smart. Rick was... Oh, man. Rick was appealing to her like, hey, these people are evil. Join us. Right? It was so, And Father Gabriel realized, I need to appeal to them what they want. Yeah. It was sort of like in the presidential campaign. The candidates at one point got caught up in why the other ones sucked. Yeah. But people wanted them to talk about why they should get the vote. Mm-hmm. Okay? No more politics. So he realizes he needs to talk about what's in it for them. 
and he starts talking about, wait a minute, the saviors have, they have other communities, they have riches and cars and fuel and food, whatever you want, help us defeat them, and you can have a lot of it. Yep. Notice he didn't say Brilliant. how much. Brilliant. Brilliant. And she's now now you've got his attention. She says, move away, drop the knife, your words. She speaks very weirdly. She, Speak they, now, your words. Yeah. yeah. Right? So then he says, we can do anything. Look at these people. They found me so far from home. They tracked me down. Rick can do anything. He can get you anything. He can, he can this guy's amazing. And Rick's like, hey man, shut up. Rick's like, I got us in the Negan mess, shut up. <laughs> so then she's sort of like intrigued now. And that's when she starts talking in, in weird junkyard language. Up, up, up. Show him up, up, up. And I'm like, what? Okay, look. If these people were six years old when the apocalypse broke out, <laughs> and and that's what you were told when you were when your parents were there, and then your uh, parents died, yeah. and you're like up up up, it's like they're aliens. They're, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. They haven't proven they can fight. They just have proven there's a lot of them. And they don't have a lot of guns. So they take Rick. Rick's like, I got no, I got Steady it. Up 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 up, which is the top of the hill. Yep. And here's where they lost me for a second. I know you can't do CGI. It's expensive, but the green screen effect was really bad. When behind Rick's head was the giant junkyard. Yeah. Now, it was a massive junkyard. I was in shock. It was, I mean, they've built what looks like football field after football field of barricades. You'd get lost in there, and if the saviors ever try to attack them, which I hope they do, they're going to get picked off by these people. So she tells them, she tells Rick, listen, my people have been living here since the change. We open up cans of food. Sometimes it's rotten. Maybe it's time for us to change. Meaning, you know what? Maybe, because she keeps saying, um, we don't bother, we take. Yep. We don't bother, we take. And so, we don't get our hands dirty, we just take your food. We take your stuff. Which is similar to what Negan does, but he's more violent about it, and he forces you to work for him. Whereas they just steal your crap. And then pretty much let you go. Uh, We don't know that. Well. We don't know that. So, she says to Rick, because Rick's starting to feel like, oh, she's coming around. She's like, maybe maybe we change. Again, she's speaking like, maybe we change. Not like, maybe we should change. And she's very, I can't. She's an odd wa- odd lady. Odd lady. And she looks like she's six foot five. I, she's In real huge. life, she's 5'10". Um, and the interesting thing about her character, she mentioned this on Talking Dead, was that the role that she, the Jadis role. Yes. That they cast it for a man or a woman. They didn't care. They just had everyone come in on audition until they found the right person. Yep. Well, they found the right person because she's weird. <laughs> I feel like I've seen her before. Um, I looked at her IMDb page. Anything? N- nothing that caught my eye, mm-hmm. but maybe something you've watched. Anyway, she says, we need to know you are real with this, that you're worth it. And then she shoves him down the big up, up, up hill into a... a she little, like pushes him right, down the hill. I assume he landed on mattresses, but down the hill. Uh, we go to commercial. We see the, the next Fear the Walking Dead passage, yep. which looks Fear the Walking Dead returning in June. Looking forward to that. Anyway, he's in the pit. Everybody from the other survivors can see through pipes. Yeah, that was weird. Michonne was like watching it happen through a pipe. Which is good because she saves him. Yeah. And all of a sudden the armored walker comes out that we've seen with the helmet and the spikes and the knives. A little weird. I guess, again, it's for television. He didn't have any knives coming out of his stomach. He had a a bare area. Mm -hmm. So his head was all armored up. His face, you couldn't get to his brain. And most of his chest was armored. But his, his midsection wasn't. Yeah. So he comes at Rick. Rick kicks him in the spot with his no knives, knocks him down. The thing keeps coming at him. Rick tries to climb the wall. He can't climb. Yeah, what can't the hell? Up. He fell down the, he he fell fell down the, the up, he, up, up. Well, he slid down the garbage. <laughs> Imagine they had garbage. It's not climbable. Those <laughs> bastards. Now, this, so he's, he's fighting the thing, and he can't get away. He puts his hands up to block this thing, and the spike goes through his hand. Oh, that looked like it hurt. So it's CGI through his hand. And then they cut, and then it was like a, a thing attached to his hand. Yeah. So it was pretty good. It, it was pretty convincing. It pretty real. Um, uh, so Michonne yells out, use the walls, which was brilliant, meaning get the garbage to fall on this thing. Yeah. Now, why he didn't run around it and trip it? I mean, it doesn't walk quickly. No, but I guess piling stuff on top of him, like it would slow him down. And that worked, uh, but him. it looked like, I mean, Rick, uh, look, Rick's tired. He fell. He's got a hole in his hand now. He wasn't 100% Rick. Yeah. But I normal Rick would have tripped him and then pummeled him. Because how's the thing going to get up with spikes? He can't get up. He can't. It's like a turtle. <laughs> so 
So the stuff falls on him. He gets he gets trapped on the ground. He can't get up. Rick jumps on him and kills him. I guess he ripped his neck out or ripped his head off. You can't really tell what he's I, I, doing. It looked like he was stabbing him repeatedly or something. Now, this this reminded me. I made a note here. Return of the Jedi. When Luke is at Jabba's house. Lair. Right? Lair. And the trap door opens up and he falls and has to fight his pet rancor. I remember that. And it's his pet and he kills it. But it was sort of this like same kind of duel. And I thought, this is going to be great. I'll come on the podcast. I'll say this. People go, yes, brilliant. And some people go, I don't know that movie. It's really old. <laughs> I assume a lot of our sci-fi fans know the movie. It's from 1983, but everybody's seen it. Come on. <laughs> now you're shaking your head going, oh, I haven't seen it. Go see it. See it. So Andrew Lincoln on Talking Dead says it reminded him of that scene in Star Wars, right? Now, Star Wars, Return of the Jedi is the full title of the movie. Calling it Star Wars, even though, right, 4 is called Star Wars, it's actually called Star Wars A New Hope. They're all called Star Wars and then have a tagline at the end. Yes. Originally, Star Wars came out, nobody called it A New Hope. But then when they made sequels and prequels, people were like, oh, it's episode 4. Chris Hardwick was like, oh, he was wrong, it's... It's from Jedi, not Star Wars. Star Same Wars difference. is it's the universe of Star Wars. Yes. I'm saying no bullshit. So that's what it reminded me of. Anyway, they lower a rope down to him. He's proven himself worthy. And she looks at him and says, but a big smile, again with her broken English. Guns. A lot. And then we fight your fight, yes? <laughs> you know we will win? And he says, Oh, I know it. We get half of what's won. He says, Rick says, one third. And I want back what you stole. Meaning, oh, man, this was a debate going on for a little while here. And she says... Someone had a crack. Half. A third. Half. A, a third, and we keep what we stole. And he, he laughs, and he shakes his head, and she's like, all right, half of the jaws we took one time. Say yes. <laughs> and again, weird. What is like, that? Like, I would have stopped and, like, like stopped talking like where that. Where are they from? So anyway, Rick says yes. And she says, and the guns. <laughs> She's so excited about the guns. Anyway, this was a great scene. She goes to shake Rick's hand on the deal, and Rick's all bloody from the spike going through his hand. And she looks at him and goes, ugh, and then shakes his left hand. shakes his other hand. She had a glove on. Come on. This is where it gets interesting. Now we're getting puzzle pieces put in. Jadis says, we waited a long time for someone to get the supplies off that boat. Rick says to her, so you were just going to leave the stuff on the boat? You weren't going to take it? And she says, no, we take, we don't bother. So they knew the stuff was on the boat, but they didn't want to get their hands dirty. Exactly. They, they could have waited a year. They waited, watched Aaron and Rick grab it. And they wanted the stuff on the boat so badly, but then Rick gave it to Deegan. Yep. So now they want that stuff from the boat when they attack the saviors. Mm. They think they're going to go looking for that specific stuff. Yeah. Because mentally, she may be OCD a little bit. She's got to have that stuff. that stuff because that's they they claimed it. Anyway, Rick says... So, uh, what were you going to do with Gabriel? She completely ignores him. Yeah. So, I have to wonder, what were they going to do with Gabriel? Were they going to eat him? Because we've seen that already. I don't think they were going to eat him. So, a theory, I don't think it's them, but a theory is that these people might be the whispers. What? You think so? I don't. Hmm. I do not think it's the whispers. But it would explain what they were doing with Gabriel. I'm not going to spoil the whispers for anybody. I know what the whispers do. So that's why people think it's the whispers, because they would have done that to Gabriel, what the whispers do. But there was no really... Uh, but I don't think really... it's them. I think this is a new group that's going to fight. Yeah, because and... they didn't really insinuate what they would do. But we, like the but we, st- but do. we don't know yet. We don't know what they were going to do. Anyway, so she says, she ignores that question. And by the way, if you're listening and you want to know, you can either go to the Walking Dead wiki, search for the, the, the whispers and look it up. But I don't, don't want to spoil it. Right. Season nine, I believe. And I, I, still, I still think that they have, um, uh, what's his face? Heath. Heath. I think they have Heath. Okay. P-P-P. So she says, that, yeah, the deal expires. And then so she walks away. Uh, in other words, hurry, because I may change my mind. This, this, that doesn't last forever. I want guns. So Rick says, what's your name? She says, Jadis. And all of a sudden, everybody from the Junkyard Gang and the Scavengers drops all the survivors' weapons, the knives, the katana sword. And uh, Rick comes walking around the hill, 
and he tells the other survivors, we have a deal. Very exciting. And he was limping. He had a cut leg, cut hand. He looked bad. It, mm-hmm. was, it was bad. Now, all she really wants is guns. Yep. Now, they haven't been able to find guns for themselves. So and that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, my God, well, you don't have any, right. so where are you going to get all no, these guns? No, but Father Gabriel said Rick can do anything. Yeah, well. All right, so now we go to Carol's house. This is the scene we saw in the trailer. Ezekiel, Jerry, and three others are outside Carol's house. Carol comes outside. She's like, I told you not to come here. I want you to leave. And they're like, oh, we were just uh, checking you out. We didn't want you to hear us. They brought her cobbler. Yeah, we we, uh, we they were going to leave cobbler for her. They know that she likes cobbler. And then one of them pointed out that she says, I'm... I'm uh, you set off my tripwire. Oh, yeah. And, and the guy says, I thought I, de- I, I deactivated that. She was like, something like that, another one or whatever. So she's got tripwires on I her mean, property. She's ready. Carol's, she's the shit. Badass. She's not shit because that's Jared. Yeah. She's the shit. <laughs> okay. So she takes the cobbler. Um, one, of, uh, one of our followers, I want to get there. There, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. She tweeted at us. She was upset with this scene. But not for the reason you'd think. She was mad that in the uh, apocalypse, they had Pyrex. And she doesn't have Pyrex. <laughs> That's actually really funny. That's what bothered her. So uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Carolina Gallardo. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. At Carol Gallardo. She's, uh, yeah, she's like, the kingdom has Pyrex. Large Pyrex. She's I don't have that. She's like, there's no zombie apocalypse. I don't have that. Anyway. They leave. She yells at them to get away. She closes the door, and there's a knock on the door. What did you think was the knock on the door? Oh, totally, Daryl. Yeah. Oh, I, did I knew it. Like in one second. Like I knew it wasn't. Like I knew she'd open the door. Like I told you to get away from here. I told you no more cobbler. And it's Daryl. Douche chills. Uh, yeah, cried, <laughs> cried like three times. I knew it was Daryl, but it was a great scene. Oh. They hug. They get emotional. Daryl has that look like it's Rick from a few weeks yes. ago when he first saw Rick. That bromance thing. Oh my god! They they gotta be platonic. Is it like mother daughter older? Si- I'm son. I think it's like older mother, sister. Son. Like they're never gonna do it. Well, when Chris Hardwick had me laughing, he was like, "Just for a second, I thought they were just gonna go at it." And then, but they just won't. No, they they love each other. It's like a a deep friendship slash mother yeah. son. So Carol, so Daryl says, "Why'd you go?" And Carol says, "I had to." Yeah, so I guess you know. She made him soup. Yeah. Anyway, we're back at the junkyard. Gabriel tells Rick what really happened. Just what we, you and I predicted. A lot of theories out there that she jumped him and she said, I want the stuff from the boat. Yep. Which we did reference that she must have mentioned boat. Right? Yep. Either I saw them by the boat or I know you have supplies by the boat or I followed you. That she mentioned the boat and that's how he'd know to mention the boat. Because she's boots. But they gave that stuff to the saviors and she got pissed so they took everything else. That's how he knew to write the boat note. Boat note. The boat note. <laughs> but then he says, Rick, when you first saw me, you nodded at me. You knew I didn't just run off. You had faith in me. Thank you. Because everyone else was like, yeah, Gabriel screwed us. He left with all our stuff. Yeah, and then, and then Rick's like, no, that's not Gabriel. By the way, that was my impression of Tara and Rosita. Yeah, I took all my stuff. That was... By the, Tara is... Uh, not Tara. Uh, Rosita is nasty this season. Well, I'm getting there. We're a few, few seconds away Rare. from that. So he asks Rick, what made you smile? What made you so confident when you saw all these people? So I guess wherever, I guess Gabriel saw them get surrounded. Yeah. I don't know why they would have him out for that, but he claims he saw it. And Rick says, someone showed me enemies can become friends, which was Gabriel. Now, Rosita, as they're packing up, is like, I want to go on a run. Let's go get guns now. And Tara's like, no, we got to stick together. We're going back to Alexandria. Rick's hurt. We need to regroup. And Rosita says, nobody stops us. We win. And she says, um, grow up yeah, to Tara. Yeah. What the hell? It seems to me like she's taking the badass role from Sasha. Yeah. Because Rosita has always been kind of meek. But you even know, Sasha's not that bitchy. No, but Sasha wants to, you know, let's go get him. I get that, but Rosita has a bitch to it. Sasha's the one that sent Jesus to find out where the uh, the saviors were. Yeah. Right? Here's my theory. I think they're building Rosita up and making her badass for one of two reasons. One, she's going to die soon, which I don't believe. Or two, as we've talked about, Sasha is going to die. Yes. And therefore, we need a powerful, arrogant, kick-ass woman. Because that's what Sasha kind of is. Because Maggie's kick-ass, but she's not like... 
rude and sassy. She's more of a leader. Yeah. And I think Sasha and Rosita fighting is another reason why Rosita will then resent, will be upset by the fact that she wasn't nice to Sasha. I think Sasha's going. Yeah, I think so too. We talked about that she's going to get her own show, the Star Trek show. Do you think she's going to bite it this season? Yes. Okay. I think wow, the finale, I'll, and I'll tell you why. I think she gets, I think she gets the Holly Death from the comics. We've talked about that, so not it's not a spoiler. It's just my thought. But Michael Cutlets, I, I bring this up again in the Talking Dead episode, season seven, episode one, after yep. the double kill, he said, "I still have a big episode coming up." It's got to be a flashback. It's got to be a flashback. Like he helps Sasha transition or something. The same way when Tyrese died and everybody came back that into was his a life. Trippy episode. Trippy episode. By the way, I I think so. Either of them can die. If Rosita dies, maybe she sees Abraham and he apologizes to her. Yeah. So that would be a good scene. Or if Sasha dies, she's with Abraham. Yep. But the finale, one of the scenes was described as sexy. Yeah, we talked about that. And Abraham is not with Rosita anymore. No. That's why I think a passionate post-death makeout session or as Rosita's dying, she hallucinates that she sees Abraham. Yeah. Maybe I, she has sex flashbacks. Ooh. When Eugene was watching them, that was a pretty hot scene. Sex backs. Sex backs. Sex backs. It's a Timberlake song, isn't it? <laughs> I'm bringing sex backs. <laughs> so that that's my theory. I think Sasha is not long for the show. Yeah. And they're building up Rosita to have a bigger impact on the show. But she says, grow up. Somebody else says something very similar later in the episode. I'm going to reference what Rosita said later on. Okay, so then Brian, right? I think they said Brian. Brian, it's Brian. Brian. I've been calling him Brian because I didn't know how it was pronounced. I could, you know what? They said it and it was only one time. It was time Brian. So it fast. was absolutely Brian. Was it a man or woman? He's the guy who went the, with Tamiel who showed him the up, up, up. Got it. The up, up, up. He's the creepy guy. Okay. He's Brian. Brian. Okay, so back to my theory that these people aren't normal. Aliens. What's with the names? Jadis? Brian? Tamiel. Tamiel. Isn't there a Mike? I can't, where's a Joe or a John? Hey, Pete. <laughs> go go to the up, up, up. Did they hey, make Anne. up names? Well, I I feel like they were kids stranded on an island who wanted their own names and they made up names. Though definitely, I don't think were their birth names. Oh, and I, I mean, even, and they're, bad they're enough, uni- Negan's not really a name. They're unisex. I, like, it's his last name, but. Brian is like, that's a man, that's a woman. I, I guess Janus was the name for the character, and like we talked about, the man or woman cast yeah. is... The, what's with the names? They're they're weird. Somebody in that group has to be Susan. <laughs> he says, gun soon or else. Shut up, creepy guy. Rick tells Tara when they talk about how they need guns. Now, isn't it funny? The only thing that the Junkyard Gang, the scavengers want is guns. Yep. Right? And that's like the one thing and, they don't have. And Rick says to Tara, well, listen, you scavenged the farthest of all of us so far. Can you at least tell us where not to go, where not to waste our time? And Tara has that look like, uh, yeah, sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Here's where my betrayal theory comes in. It's got to be her. Is her betrayal... Now, hold on. To the ocean sider. Now, they showed us the ocean side, who has a reason for hating the saviors. Yeah. Okay. Valid point. They showed us how many guns they have. We originally thought they showed us the guns so that Tara will eventually tell them there's guns there. They'll go get the guns and that solves the problem. Yes. But did they show us the guns and then Tara never tells them there's guns there? And then they find out later? No, the betrayal is she never tells them. <gasps> oh my God. That's and because such- of that, oh. maybe the junkyard backs out of the deal. <laughs> So the betrayal would be not telling Is that her loyalty guns. is to oh Oceanside. Oh, my God. How awful would that be? I have chills right now. Nobody has that theory. Wow. That's my theory. You need to, like, post that. Well, that's my theory. I just did. I'm posting that's, on the podcast. That is amazing. So let me know what you think about that theory, hmm. Walkers underscore Talkers. That is a Dave Brody original theory. Um, It's fantastic. So I think that may be the betrayal. Wow. Now, they still may find out about the guns somehow. Somehow. Maybe Cindy shows up. They're going to resurface. Maybe something happens where they need to defend themselves. Maybe the, the maybe they kill a savior. Maybe a savior finds them and they kill them and they realize they need help. I don't know. But I, and, and then they realize that Tara knew and didn't tell them. Ooh. So I'm thinking that's the betrayal. That sound, that's that's good. All right, that's what I'm going with. 
So anyway, they're packing up the car and they're leaving. And Rick takes a cat from the pile. Like a wire cat that somebody made. It was very weird. And I don't know if it was junk or it was theirs because it was like a rooster and a thing, right? Yeah. He takes it. Michonne says, why? And he says, because we won. Rick's back. Yep. They get to take something. (laughs) You know, like Negan style. We're taking the mattresses. We're taking this. Oh, that was horrible with the mattress. Yeah, I know. All right, so we're back at Carol's house. Carol's talking to herself to Daryl. She's kind of talking aloud. She's like, I couldn't lose any of them. I couldn't lose you. Crying. I couldn't kill them. I could. I would. If they hurt any more of our people, that's what I would do. But there wouldn't be any left of me after that. So she basically says, if I knew Glenn and Abraham were dead, I'd be back in it. Yeah. And then she would All right. collapse. Here's my thing about Carol. Grow up! Oh, Carol's been no. there a lot. No, no, no. No, I'm not cutting Carol slack. <laughs> so do you think Daryl should have told her? No. Oh. No, I, I'm taking both sides of this. Okay, both sides. Here's what I'm saying about Carol. Okay. It's the zombie apocalypse. You can't sit home and watch Oprah anymore. True. Those days are over. She likes to read. Your pre-apocalypse life was having your husband beat you. Yeah. You've now turned into a strong, independent woman. Enid was looking up to you as a mom figure. There's other people that need you to, to help them and guide them. And you're going to pretend that nobody's going to get hurt or killed? Like, that's, the, like, that's your fantasy? I'm going to live in a little cottage for the rest of my life? No, you don't get to do that. Yeah, she's being selfish. You get to do that when the saviors are dead, uh, five years from now when, when the world is a better place and there's no war, or at least like a savior kind of war. If you lived at the kingdom and there were no saviors, yeah, you could live in your little cottage and that's great. Yeah. But you don't get to say, I don't want to know and play dumb, little miss, like that character she plays. Oh, I don't know what's going on. That's the life she really wants. Yeah. She wants to be Susie Homemaker and make cookies and eat cobbler and and wear a cardigan sweater <laughs> and that that character she puts on or when she met Ezekiel oh I'm just the happiest in the world that's really who she wants to be that's my psychological analysis for the episode wow Dr Brody but thank you <laughs> but she can't be that person it's a zombie apocalypse it's true and she's too badass and she's too good at what she does to sit back yeah so now she asks a question she should have known the damn answer to the saviors did they come Daryl says, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Did anyone get hurt? Is everyone okay? Is everyone back home okay? And he clearly doesn't want to tell her. He's like, they came. We got them all. I thought he was going to tell her for a minute. And I thought, oh my God, here it comes. And then he didn't. But Daryl can't tell Carol about Abraham and Glenn dying because of the way she said she'd fall apart when she said, I, I mean, if anyone was killed, I would absolutely go back and fight. But it would just destroy me. <laughs> it would be, so I'm hoping everybody's okay, right? Wink, wink. Oh, yeah, everybody's fine. It's like on a sitcom when you've got to break bad news or fire somebody, right? And they, and they go, I need to talk to you, Jim. And Jim says, oh, great. Yeah, but before you tell me what you need to tell me, I got to tell you, I just put money down on a house. I'm- My life's great. Uh, I'm so glad I have a job. I'm getting married. Yeah. What do you want to tell me? <laughs> At some point in the sitcom, you have to tell him he's fired. Yeah. Jim, you're fired. <laughs> So he says, we made a deal with them like Ezekiel. Everyone's all right. And he says, is Ezekiel okay? Is he a good guy? And she says, yeah, I think he is. Then Daryl hugs her again and leaves. I give Daryl props. Where's he going? Well, I guess he's going he back, to, not, Cal- going he back better, to Cali. He better not go to Alexandria. Well, he went back to the, he went back to the kingdom at that point. Oh, that's right. Because he was petting a tiger. He's petting a tiger, <laughs> which is the next scene. Yes. He's sitting by Shiva, talking to Shiva. And they made a great analogy on Talking Dead that he was in a cage for a while. Yeah. Shiva's in a cage. And now he's, and that he now relates he's, to Shiva in the cage. He's that tiger released. Right. So now Morgan comes by and Daryl tells Morgan, I found Carol, which was a polite way of saying, asshole, you lied to me. Yeah. I found him. Yeah. And Morgan's like, I was, I did what I was told to do. She told me to lie to you. I did that. And he sees we need, we, Daryl says, we need the kingdom. You need to make that happen. And Morgan says, sorry, it can't be me. And then he says, Daryl, whatever it is you're holding on to, it's already gone, man. Because it's a, okay. He says this to Morgan. Whatever you're holding on to, it's already gone. Meaning it's a zombie apocalypse. Snap out of it. Yeah. The same thing he should have said to Carol. Yeah. Snap out of it. And then he, what does he say? Wake the hell up. Yep. And that is just what Rosita said to Tara. Grow up. Grow up. Wake the hell up, grow up, but nobody had the balls to say it to Carol. Because she's so sad. They're protecting her. I'm sorry. 
Uh, look, in the real world, nothing but compassion for Carol. Real world, she's been through a lot. I feel bad. Okay. Zombie apocalypse, grow the hell up. I think, do you think Daryl should have told I feel part of me, Daryl should have told her. Yeah, well, he tells Morgan off. Well, yeah, he does. Rosita tells Tara off. Yep. I understand. Anybody else but Daryl would have told her, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. I think Rick would have said, listen, we need you. Because Rick, I think Rick puts the group ahead of everybody. Yep. He was willing to cut his kid's arm off oh, to protect the group. God. It's about the group. Yeah. He didn't say, I can't lose my son's arm, kill everybody. And that's what a leader does. Daryl's not a leader. He's a great number two guy. We love Daryl. Daryl should have been a leader, but he loves Carol. Couldn't break her heart. Yeah. But he should have gone to Rick immediately and said, I found Carol. Yes. Boom. Well, maybe he will. No. And then Morgan says to him, you're the same as me. You didn't tell Carol because you know she'd be there. You know she'd fight. And then he pets Shiva. Daryl pet Shiva oh, on the he face. he put his like, arm in the cage. I'm like, Woo-hoo-hoo. Hello. And then he says, I'm going back to Hilltop in the morning to get ready. And then he walks out the next morning and Richard and Morgan watch him leave. Nobody stops him. Why are you going outside the gate? At least wait till your friends show up and escort you. Remember what Simon said? Yeah. I'm scared. I, oh, they're so like, now, if it's two days from now, two weeks from now, two years from now, we're going to kill so him. So now Daryl's on the road by himself. Oh, stupid. Dwight, stupid. we know Dwight as of next week is out looking for him. Mm-hmm. In the trailer we'll talk about. Norman Reedus did an interview in EW, and they asked him, why did Daryl leave town? Why did he leave the kingdom? Here's what Norman Reedus said about his character. It's a different thing because they need the numbers. They need these people to fight Negan. But at the same time, he's not going to let him sacrifice her for that job. In other words, he's not going to tolerate anything happening to Carol. Again, that's not a good reason that you should stay. Mm. You're going to have to find another way. And talking about Daryl, he's just done. He's going to do it himself. The thing about Daryl is he's loyal to one group, and it's hard for him to stay behind and stay behind and stay behind. He's just had enough. He's got to figure out a way to do this where it works for everybody. But also, he's not going to take anything away from his family. So, he is being Daryl, basically. Yes. He, he can't deal with the kingdom. He needs them, but he wants to be with Rick and the gang. He feels like he's being left out. But he you can't go family. back. You can't he, go back. He literally cannot go back right now. Now, he doesn't know that Simon life, came and visited. Worst life choice. Because that happened after he went to the kingdom. Yes. Now, it'll be interesting if the saviors show up at the kingdom looking for Daryl, and, and he's not there. And go inside. And he's not there. Yeah. Because that'd be great that he left. Smart Daryl that he left. Yeah. But I would not be out on the road when the saviors are looking uh, for you. Nope. So that's, that's a problem for me. That's when the show ends. We see scenes from next week of Eugene in a hood getting off the truck. They pull the hood off. Um, he looks scared to death. There's some scenes out of order here in my theory, in my, in my thinking. Negan asks Dwight, who's down on a knee, who are you? And Dwight says, I'm Negan. I'm Negan. He says, after all we've been through, who are you? And he says, I'm Negan. We see Dwight riding off on a motorcycle, uh, obviously looking, going after Daryl. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Dwight running around the sanctuary, opens up the jail cell, see that he's not there, he's panicking. Clearly, Dwight isn't who freed Daryl. Because he is, he is as shocked as anybody. And he's panicking, and they were sh- kind of panning back and forth, uh, Dwight freaking out, and then Negan pulling back into... Right, they're coming back from, yeah, the, from wherever they were. they're coming back in the truck. I'm like, oh my God! Like, he's going to find out. Yeah. Not good. Now, in this time frame, this is... They're coming back from Alexandria, so it's sort of a flashback. Yes. Because they just found Joey. It's yeah. after Spencer was killed. Yeah, they're looking at Joey dead. And they left Alexandria after killing Spencer and Olivia... And now they're getting back, and that's when they find Fat Joey with his sandwich on the ground. <laughs> and remember, uh, now Skinny Joey is just Joey. He's just Joey, and that's not good enough. Right. They show a scene where Dwight has something in the fire, where they heated up the iron. Yeah. Dwight walking up to a greenhouse. It's not Carol's house. Mm. For a split second, like, oh, God, it's Car-. No, it's not. There's no fence. There's no, there's no Do lawn. Do you have a theory whose house it Don't is? have a theory. Hmm. I don't know if that's a place he's been before or if he followed motorcycle tracks to that house or yeah. foot tracks. For some reason, he, he went to that house and he's quietly sneaking you up. you think Daryl's staying in that house? I don't know, but he's approaching the house from the front, and if you were in there, you'd see him through the window. True. So it's, Maybe it's a place he's been, like you said. I don't know, but he's kind of... 
so he, we see that. It's been a little shade stir. There's clearly an iron an ironing ceremony going on mm. in next week. They show Eugene on the bridge, and Negan points at him with a bat. Now, Ugh. I think this could be they want to show Eugene what he could be in for. I don't think they would iron Eugene. He's already a coward. Yeah. They don't need to break him. No, he's already broken. Broken. The only person you'd give an iron scene to is Dwight if you wanted to punish him, right? Oh, again? I don't know. Oh. If, for failing. Now, we also, oh. they also show a scene. Remember what the scene from the trailer for, for the second half of the season mm-hmm. where Negan was standing by a door looking pissed? The red door. That scene reversed in the trailer for next week looks like Negan's looking in the room and somebody's beating somebody up. You think so? I think it, well, no, that's what they show. They show somebody getting beaten up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it looks, my guess is it's Dwight for letting Daryl escape. Yeah. And that's when he says to him, after everything we've been through, after everything, who are you? Do you still think it's Sherry that let him go? Yeah. Do you think Negan would ever iron Sherry? Well, that's my next thought. So Daryl gets his ass kicked. Yeah. Clearly gets his ass kicked. Yeah. Which is another reason why. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) <laughs> so Dwight gets his ass kicked, and and maybe that's why he leaves. Maybe that's why he may turn on Negan. I don't know. That could be another another betrayal. reason. Yeah. So as far as who left the key for Daryl, comicbook.com had a few theories. Okay. Uh, and they said, you know, we still don't know who left the key, and uh, the actor who plays Jesus, Tom Payne. Tom Payne. Mm. He says we're going to find out soon. He says, I don't think it's Jesus. It can't be Jesus. It can't. We've established that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah, we're not gonna. Not we gonna we, we went into that in detail. <laughs> Here's they 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 gave four people. They gave Daryl. They gave four people. Yeah, sorry. They they gave Dwight. Dwight. I don't. And we know it's not Dwight now. Sherry. They gave Sherry. I think 100 percent it's Sherry. Yeah, I think so too. And I think if I think if Negan's smart, he might think it's Sherry. And he might want to iron her. Who were the other two people? Doctor Carson. Because he saves people. Okay. And in the comics, now there's two Dr. Carsons, but the Dr. Carson that's at the sanctuary, he saves someone else later on. Okay, yeah. And so their theory is maybe they save, he saves Daryl sooner in the series on TV than he saves someone on on the show. Okay. Hmm, Dr. Carson, I didn't think about that one. Yeah. I still think it's like Sherry totally. Oh, it's absolutely Sherry. Because think- she has a soft spot for him. She's the only one that would know where the key to that room is and his motorcycle. Oh, yeah. And because Dwight was looking through his drawers, he had to be looking for the key. Yep. Who else would know where the key he was? he was ripping out his drawers, throwing right. shit all over. Right. Do you think Negan would go through ironing Sherry as an example? Because he se- she seems to be his favorite wife. I don't think he thinks she would do it. And I don't think they're going to iron somebody again because hmm. I think as as a viewer, we've seen that already. True. Maybe he punishes her. I think way. he threatens or he threatens someone who was on security. Yeah. I think maybe someone who was supposed to be watching the front gate and didn't see him escape. Yeah. Somebody had to be watching the gate. Maybe Dwight will throw her under the bus. Mm. And what if Negan doesn't believe him? Then he might he, kill him. No, I, I don't know. I so don't know. And then, and then there's a scene where Negan tells Dwight, We'll find him. Yeah. Reassuring him. But then, that's when they go to Alexandria, because this takes place before Simon shows up at Alexandria. Yeah. So, they haven't found him yet. No. But walking out alone, I do not like that. Not a good idea, Daryl. Mm-hmm. Um, the sneak peek for next week is um, is really more of the same. It's It's Fat Joey dead. It's Dwight running around. Eugene coming out of the back of the truck with a bag off his head. And Negan... And Negan's Neg- kind of greeting him with, like, open arms, but, like, holding the bat in the air. Like, it was, like, a pretty intense position he was yeah. standing in. So, what do we learn? Great episode. Oh, you know what? There's one more theory about betrayal. Yes. And it's based on something that happened last week. Okay. And I, I, I saw the theory online after we recorded last week's podcast, and then we're going to shut the shit down. <laughs> Someone who is only concerned... With their life, made it very clear they weren't concerned with the rest of the people around them, just him and his life. Mm. Eric. Oh, he's a little brat. Eric was so worried last week 
<sighs> about Aaron, and he said, I don't care about everybody else. I just care about us. What do you think he would do, though? I think I think he's going to try to make a deal with Negan. Oh, my God. He'll die in one minute. Similar to the way Spencer <gasps> tried to make a deal, I think he goes to Negan and says, listen, mm. at some point, if he finds out they're planning mm. to get the groups together, maybe he goes to Negan and says, listen, let me and Aaron leave. Let us go. Don't follow us. Let us have our freedom, and I'll give you information. I think he loves Aaron so much, he made it clear, I don't care about anyone but us. He said that. Now, if he is the betrayer, that means Tara does tell them about the guns. Oceanside gets involved. Yep. Guns go to the junkyard, and we have a massive war coming up next season. I need to process this. This is a lot. (laughs) So those are the two theories. Oh, my God. Tara betrays by not telling him where the guns are, or Eric betrays because he only cares about him and Aaron. He's the sneaky bastard. He's the one who could maybe, maybe tells him where Daryl is. Maybe he says he's at the kingdom. If Eric is the betrayer, he, that is going to blindside the shit out of everyone. Yep. They are not going to see that coming. And then either, either he gets killed or Aaron says, get out. I think Aaron would dump his ass. That's what I think. I think Eric tells them where Daryl, like he knows where oh. Daryl's at. The, and then they go to the kingdom and Daryl's not there. <laughs> and then they beat Eric up or kill him for lying to them. Oh my God. Done. I love it. Season eight, bring it on. <laughs> Season seven's done. Oh my God. All right. Oh my God, this is so So plenty good. to think about. Tweet us at walkers underscore talkers. Thank you. Have a great week. Hopefully it doesn't take too long to get this posted, yes. but it, you, by the time you hear it, it's posted. And uh, more importantly, it's that time. What time is it? It's time, time to, to shut, shut this shit down. down.